I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. How's it going, Aaron? I'm good. Good morning, Shane. Good morning to all of our, our lovely listeners and viewers. Lovely listeners and viewers. Yes. How um, how are we? You getting into the festive, uh, the festive spirit of things now I that have we're, a rule. we're in December? I have, I have a rule, Shane, and that's it. Once yeah. the, I'm like the radio stations. Once, once you get the, once that the first, D, it's all yeah. about the C. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first D. <laughs> yeah. No. Once it uh, once it hits the first of December, I'm I'm Mr. Jolly. I'm I can uh, I can blast okay. Christmas songs and I now no Christmas songs from 26 onwards. It's up to the day, and that's it. You're after the twenty fifth. There's no point. But all the way up to that, I am Miss Christmas. I love getting into the festive feelings. Always have a bit of fear that I won't feel Christmassy in that year. So there's there's a bit of expectation bit that panic. once December hits, yeah. you have to be you have to be um, fully committed to the festive season. Yeah, I just on a note, I'd agree with you. Once the once Stevens's day happens, it's kind of like, oh, why is that tree still in here? Why is that dead? that dead thing still in my living room you get an exemption though for new year's eve where you can play uh, all lang syne and that's it uh, and then first of december get that dead uh, tree out of the, out of my house please thanks very much and i don't yeah, want to see those decorations for another 11 months yeah no 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 exactly it's uh, it's a funny it's a funny period the christmas period as to kind of when some people are willing to feel it and then when does it end when do you kind of be like okay i'm ready i'm ready for the real world to start back again well on that exact note, we were thinking about this while we're not doing Christmas ads today. Mm. Someone who we are seeing an awful lot on, like everywhere, on TV screens, outdoor, everything digital, is supermarkets. Um, because obviously it's a, it's a big time of year for them um, with regards to uh, just general product movement, but also just trying to grow their brand and trying to tap in to kind of the audience and trying to get them get them to um, really relate to them and it's, they, they have an opportunity to spend an awful lot of budget to try and really do work that will last them throughout the rest of the year so i think everyone's noticed that probably a lot of a lot of supermarkets have come out with new new ads this year and um we thought it'd be interesting to talk about just in general our favorite the supermarket ads hmm. so um what do you think of supermarket ads are um aaron um well, it's it's funny. Like you, you have the, the you can almost clump them. There's the mm-hmm. offer buy this for that price this week. You have the brand ones, as in look, we're we're cool. And then you have the provenance ones, where it's like, look at our cows, they're class, and you can eat that. You know, it's yeah. really showing that the quality quality of of the food. So that they all are kind of similar. They're either following one of those veins for the for the most part. Um, and I think at Christmas time, it's 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 such a special shop if that makes sense as in like mm-hmm. when your family they're not going to you're not if you're doing the shop for christmas dinner you're not going to put it at jeopardy it's, it's the most important meal of the year for a lot of households so you want to make sure you'll go that extra little bit for the premium whatever you're getting for, for the table for the accoutrement the snacks the whole the whole the whole shooting match so they really they really bring out the big guns at christmas now i know we're not going to talk about christmas ads specifically today but but it's just interesting to see that that match that goes on 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 that i think it was uh, our good friend mark delaney one time was doing an exercise and he did the screenshot of every ad i think it was in 2016 of every supermarket ad in ireland's turkey their final shot without the brand and was trying to get people to guess 
yeah, like yeah, could you tell the okay. difference or do they all look the exact fucking same but then then you have then you have the likes of uh, the cultural revolution that's gone through ireland in the last 15 20 years with our with our german friends who have who've uh, mm-hmm. encamped here with with aldi and little and i have to admit shane i i my name is aaron chalk and i have a middle isle addiction uh, like 98.5 percent of the population of ireland there is there is just some power that the middle isles of aldi and little have over you to buy it, stuff that you do uh, not need the power is for me it's a fucking lucky dip it changes every week so yeah. it's like it was a normal hardware shop freshens like, up your shop oh i don't want to <laughs> go down i'm not going to go down the fucking hammer aisle or the whatever but like yeah. If you when you go down the middle aisle, it's like this little break from your monotonous food shop, where you're like, are, "What are the dates on these tomatoes?" That you're like, "Fuck it, let's see, let's see what they have, and let's see what the price is." I I do need a welder. Yeah, no, I've never welded in my life. I haven't had a need for one. But, but that's because I, I don't. One. That's because I don't have one. I'd weld everything if I had one. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be I'll be Bob the builder by the time I'm yeah. finished in Aldi. Build an extension with my welder. <laughs> Um, uh, what's your do you, what's your last uh, frivolous middle aisle perch purchase that you can remember? A rowing machine. <laughs> Sorry, I nearly spit out my coffee because I bought a rowing machine from there as well, and it's yeah. been used. They're good rowing machines. They're good. They're good. And I wouldn't call it frivolous them. or. Uh, or if you have space for them so uh, I wouldn't call it a, I, I got a child then and I don't have any space for a rowing machine so my yeah, brother you, has you it you have a good excuse there we we literally got up at half seven I was standing outside the doors yeah. it was it was the snow in February last it was like supermarket sweep and we and the Hunger Games mixed in one where we were fighting people off for a rowing machine we were getting needed. a ticket I remember getting a ticket you got tickets I got okay, a ticket I mean, we, we, we haven't got the tickets yet. We might and, get them in the next few years. And then there was the scandal that was going on up in Dublin of the staff selling them to their mates the night, the Wednesday night. That ah. happened with a couple of things. So there was people coming in then on the Wednesday night being like, don't fucking do that, lads. I'm telling you now. You know, you Mr. Little now? coming over telling them, <laughs> don't be doing no, that. No, no, it was people. It was customers. Really? Being like, are you selling these tonight or are you selling them tomorrow? And they'd be like, so like, if you catch them in a lie, so if the person is there at 10 p.m. and then they're there at 7 a.m. and they're gone, they can be like, I fucking know who told me they weren't yeah. doing that. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Uh, to the extent I, I saw a woman one day, I was in an Aldi here in Swords and it was like Paw Patrol stuff was coming into the middle aisle. And she literally was like, I overheard her talking to a woman being like, yeah, I, I this is coming in tomorrow, is it? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because last time now, it came in on Thursday, but you had them all sold on the Wednesday. Do you do that here? And your mum was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Am <laughs> I liable for anything I say? Your one's just stacking bread. like, And your one's like, I, you, I don't know. You, you, like, And she goes, oh, no, it was the other Aldi. And I was like, oh, she was like, oh, yeah, we, we don't do anything like that here. And she was like, okay, good. And then I saw her, like the woman was so nervous about it she was like went up to the person at the till then and like started to talk to more staff to like confirm it i love that yeah so i hope she got what she needed <laughs> she's there at 7 a.m still didn't get um it. yeah but sure oh, oh quick quick two two quick things one um you're talking about like getting the right food and making sure it's perfect for christmas we i don't even know where growing up my parents used to get our food i think it was just normal like duns tesco whatever Open my wife's family, they used to always get M&S food. And then this year, M&S are not doing 
Christmas food. The delivery Ireland. ones, yeah. Done. Not doing it. And then two, what so is... bread and water. Bread and water in their household bread and water, for Christmas. Peri, peri, peri... No, don't know his name. Peppy, peri pig or... Per, the pig Pepe? thing they have. No, the pig. Oh, the pig uh, jelly yes, thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, the jelly pigs, yeah. yeah. That, that, that thing. Whatever they and, Percy, um, Percy, Percy pigs, Percy, Percy pigs. Percy pigs. And what is your go-to supermarket? My go-to supermarket... If I had a choice and geography isn't a isn't a factor. Yeah, what's well, the um, one you're like, oh yeah. Well, I tell you, I really got sucked into the old Dunn's uh, ten euro off fifty vouchers. I felt oh, I yeah. felt I felt I was in the mafia and I tried to get out. I was like, No, I'm only going there because I have the tenor voucher and then you spend uh, the equivalent of a mortgage it's on a, a weekly shop. It's a trick. And you're like, No, never, never again. And then you're looking at that expiry date and it's like, ah, no, I better can't let it go to waste so then you go back in and just when i thought i was out they dragged me back in someone you might be out and then someone goes oh i have a duns voucher it's gonna go off i'm not gonna use it do you want it and you're like oh, i've been clean for for six yeah, months here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't make me go back there but uh it'd be it'd be duns from the german space it'd probably be be little um just from Lidl habit, Lidl, Lidl, little Lidl, Lidl. Um, but yeah, it, 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 a lot of it comes down to geography and what's just handy. Then at the end of the day, yeah. See, I'm quite lucky here. I could throw a stone and hit a Lidl. I've got a super value in Duns, a five minute walk away, and then I have a Tesco, a two minute drive away, and then another Aldi, two Aldis within a five minute drive. So I'm like, it really goes. Which is it depends on the time of day for me. It's like, oh, it's this time. There'll be no one in Lidl that's where I'll go or depending on what I want. But you know what the real problem or what is actually a big thing for me is when Lidl and Aldi get self-checkout, the game's over. I won't go anywhere else because yeah. the problem is when you go into a Lidl and Aldi and you're like just grabbing like a pack of fruit, maybe some bread, like you've three things and then you're stuck in this fucking queue. And in fairness, I mean, we were talking about it recently. People are really good at self-regulating that they're kind mm. of, they, they copy it. And they're like, oh, j- jump ahead of me if you only have oh, you, those. you only have 30 items. I have 32. Go on ahead of me there. Yeah, Go exactly. <laughs> I know, I th- um, but, yeah, so like Super Value have good ones here. Dunn's ones, they don't have enough. And there's like the Dunn's and Swords the, in the pavilions. The, it's a fucking minefield. Like I can't even wrap my head around where things are because of the way it's structured. So mm. um, anyway, on that, let's go into your first ad. Go for it. Lovely. So this one is uh, an iteration of the classic Marks and Spencer's uh, food ad. So I think we we can all remember their their kind of the, the the black background and the slow mo food, mm-hmm. uh, mixed with either a pop song or a classical song, and it just looked heavenly. The, 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 those food shots, they're the legendary food shots that the Marks and Spencers had for for years. That's not this, but it's a it's a it's a rift on it. Uh, the next iteration as they try to expand their their mm-hmm. their target market in terms of the types of consumers that they wanted uh, in the door so let's have a, a quick roll of that all right let's go the next train on platform one is succulent m&s scottish salmon perfectly pan seared ultra hd tv with trifle the best ever from m&s fruity compote and tons of vanilla custard. I just can't wait to get home to... Cauliflower, bubbling in mature cheddar sauce. Classic M&S. 
Detroit pizza with smoky sausage and pulled pork bits and a three-cheese combo. This is not just salmon. This is M&S salmon, drizzled in a rich hollandaise sauce. Et voila. This is not just food. This is M&S food. Dig in. I love that ad because it shows it shows how self-aware the brand is that people used to do that that uh, sultry voice whenever they cook something nice or make it look like it was a nice M&S uh, quality, uh, quality food. So the fact that they're able to poke fun at themselves and just kind of replicate what people were doing already naturally yeah. as an extension of those ads, I thought was very clever. Uh, even little things, the way they were able to make the subtitles not look like subtitles, uh, mm. but also not look like you're reading stuff on screen. Um, I just I just love it. I remember the first time I did see that ad, I actually laughed out loud, and that takes a lot for a grocery retailer to make you to make you uh, physically physically laugh without really being a comedy bit either at the same time. Yeah. So for for me, I just thought it was it was a very refreshing take on a retailer actually showing a bit of personality, but in a, in the in the right tone. Yeah, I like I like. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was good, but I what I really liked was and that last one where he's serving it to his missus, the the style change from the setup of the two of them they they do a cut in to an MS style plastic salmon perfect probably it's paint mm. they're putting on the thing to make it look absolutely flawless but it's there's, there's a little style changes and it jumps from this realistic world they've created of him taking the piss being like this is not and the the close-up they do on him dripping the thing is an MS style shot yeah it's I like never, perfection never yeah, yeah, and it's what I noticed in all the other way throughout it, they they're trying to incorporate. So they wanted to make a. Oh, this is my opinion. They wanted to make an M and S one of those things that they know drive people crazy, but incorporate that into the real world. So you got that shot of the trifle on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it in the cutaway in that. You got it with um, the cauliflower the one, as the well. Cauliflower. You got it. You know what I mean? It was like the the cuts. They essentially seem to do uh, normal ad setups, character-based uh, mid-frame shots. But then when they focus on the food, it changes to the, the M&S yeah. food. It's not a natural cut in that in that narrative um, storytelling type. And uh, as imagine, uh, you'd imagine as well, like that was 2019 that came out. That's also perfect for, for social, just chopping them up into yeah. the individual Each characters. One. Six second bumpers on YouTube, on yeah. VOD, very friendly for all of that. So it has, it doesn't feel like it's a load of different ads, but it actually is just a load of different ads strung together. And the, the music in the background when you're one, the train announcer, and that, that, that classic slow-mo music that is that signal that this is the M&S quality food ad. I thought it was it was lovely to have in, but it also sounded like it was on the platform. Yeah, it wasn't just a music bed put on. It was sounded like it was coming from that universe, coming from that world, which uh, which I thought was just a really nice touch and really I thought thought it was really well told. Yeah, really nice piece. That's that's a nice one. Um, too bad they're not doing Christmas food. Um, okay, so I'll move on to my one. So my one mm. is um, from twenty seventeen from i'm gonna pronounce all of this wrong because it's from germany and i didn't do german in school so it's aldi but i don't know how they pronounce aldi sud the but anyway so aldi um so this is their 2017 
this is 2017 ad they came out with. So let's last year. Houston, um, there's an error in your calculations. We're running short of provisions. You guys didn't give us enough. And everything tastes like crap. Sorry, Solaris 12, uh, the Russians. The Russians are nearby. Maybe they can send some borscht. No, no, no. 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 Are there any Italians around? I could really go for a nice pasta. No Italians. Okay, Solaris 12, we have a solution. German retailer as no. an ad. That's that's why I really really love that because like, it was the only ad. Okay, a few things. One, it's done by Oliver Voss, in um in Germany, um the agency, and it's directed by Bart Timmer, who uh, I think it's Timmer Timer Timmer, um who also won a can line in twenty eighteen for the Laughing Horses, the Volkswagen ad. I don't know if you've, you've seen that. Ad. No, I haven't seen that. You want to can line for that one. Um, but a few interesting things. This was released, this was only in cinema. Right. And on YouTube. That's what this was made for. It was released three weeks before the 2017 Star Wars movie. Um, and it was, what they wanted to do was essentially show how Aldi were modernizing their brand and their stores so they wanted to have that um and like you gotta remember as well there's a scene at the end there which is essentially from the martian with the yeah. champagne so martian came out in 2015 and elon musk and all spacex was all really kicking off around this time so i think what's super interesting about it is they really tapped into the change in perception around space for me but while nodding to the 1990s look at the space race so by referencing houston we have a problem all these very dramatic um shots of concerning intelligent looking people who just put people into space but then by cutting it with humor because that's what's happening spacex kind of really revolutionized how people were thinking about space and the way elon musk was talking about it the Martian was a very humorous, serious space movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they played on that very well to kind of cut that across and to just have, like, talk about a, a simple insight, which is even if you're in space, food can taste like shit. You know what I mean? Um, and I thought, yeah, for me, I just thought it was it was clever. It was, they, they, I really liked the humor. In it. I liked that just they played on that cinematic aspect for a cinema media purchase by 
you know it's a big it's a big budget just for cinema yeah. and, and youtube to it's a that's the media uh, really committing to mm-hmm. <laughs> to its plan there and they've done it the year before so Aldi had done this strategy the year before they had um, like an, uh, I don't know the ad but I was reading about it it's like a Mount Olympus Aldi ad with Zeus and all that and the year before it had just run on cinema as well so this is obviously a strategy they were mm. they were um, applying so um, yeah so obviously it worked well the first year so hence why they they went back and they, they committed to it too like that that it's a big budget feel it is very hollywood-esque it's mm-hmm. it's uh, not into the likes of gravity and as you said the martian and stuff so it, the environment for cinema is perfect and it's the kind yeah. of ad if you're involved in that project you want to see that on the big screen because mm-hmm. that's where you get it's it's full effect and it's full impact but there's also a funny juxtaposition between having a biggest screen you can buy a media purchase on and then also the smallest screen you can buy a media purchase on, and it's the same creative yeah, yeah, yeah. R- running on uh, running on both. I imagine there's a myriad of cut downs and all that kind of crack but, with it, but yeah, so that's an interesting strategy. I think what's interesting is that you say that is because I don't know if you've heard any of Ridley Scott stuff about his movie The Last Duel. No, essentially giving out that it's not the film's not shit; it's the audiences and short attention span and all this stuff. And just that you say that is that something can work on cinema. And something can work on your phone screen so yeah. you can hide behind blaming your audience all you want for what you make but at the same time is it any good if your audience don't want to watch it you yeah i mean just because you judge something by how it worked 40 years ago doesn't mean that's right for now you know yeah um, that's a good choice yeah thanks um no i, I thought it was really cool and something i hadn't seen so uh with that we'll move we'll move swiftly on have you got a need for know for us Aaron? yeah i have a very quick need to know and it's um again this is this is uh just developments in 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 the in the wider industry that i thought it just interesting to note and see where it's leading to so it's, it's mainly around netflix so the first piece is around netflix um starting to starting to show behind the curtain a little bit with their viewing figures mm-hmm. um and i think uh that's that's happening over the last month and and they're continuing with it so they've launched a a website called the top 10 website where you can basically go by week by country that netflix is in and see the best films or tv shows break it down by by those so it's interesting that they're they're giving just a general public a bit little bit more information what each country is is consuming uh, and when and how long things are in the top 10 for uh, etc and then they've also been uh, releasing their their subscriber numbers and the amount of uh, viewing hours that that uh, some of their, their their films have been been racking in so the big big headline on that is is today actually they've announced that red notice has overtaken uh, bird box as the most streamed hours um film that they've they've released so i think it's, it's over 320 million at this stage could could continue uh, and i think uh, bird box was topping out around 230 million hours of streaming is, yeah. is no no, no it hammered it. yeah it hammered it i was reading yeah. it the other day um that's just the effect of the rock and uh oh, yeah uh, ryan reynolds and uh, gail gadot all all together in one um, really it's, we, it's ryan reynolds like that's not a lie come on <laughs> oh, the, the rock is a he's, he's he's not a shrinking violet when it comes to pulling in viewers oh, he's great um, but he's not he's not ryan and then Netflix have also they've also launched a partnership with uh, Spotify where they have the Netflix hub on Spotify where it's an area on Spotify that has 
all audio content related to Netflix shows, so like podcasts and soundtracks and everything <coughs> to do with your favorite shows. So it's just uh, it's just interesting to see all the different kind of headlines that Netflix are grabbing over the last uh, two or three months right. and and kind of where that might point to them them releasing more and more and more information uh, as as time goes on. And I think it's definitely something interesting that. Um it's it's a it's a land grab i think and i remember i remember we talked about this years ago when someone was at the head of nbc tv tried to do calculations based on research to see how many people actually watch stuff on netflix and then the head of netflix was like no you're way off and i'm not telling you what you like Mm -hmm. it was like this kind of or keep them in the dark but now i think they've established themselves so long they're kind of more just going now this is what the numbers we pull in and i don't know if that's going to be a licensing strategy so when channels come to try and buy red notice and they're like was this a popular film they can be like yes it is and so here's the licensing price for you to get this on rt2 or whatever Mm -hmm. um i imagine there has to be a reason for it like to make them seem like the movies are more popular um so that's it yeah that's it that was a it was a good episode nice uh, nice short and sweet um if anyone watching or listening wants to see any of the archive um please go to uh, workwithfo.ie we have everything up there um and as well dm us or hit us up if you have any topics or um want to come on the podcast yourself okay thanks so much Aaron. Thanks so much.